I once saved a dog. Hard to believe, I know. Dog germs and all that. Yuck! It was playing in the road, and a car was coming towards it quickly. So I yelled for it to move, but he didn't listen. Dumb dog. So I ran out, grabbed it, and dragged him to safety. The car missed us by inches. So I saved the dog, D.D., and was his saviour that day. Imagine a cat wanting to save a germ-filled dog. Wow. wow! But that is a picture of what God has done in salvation. And that is our wow word today. Salvation. But what does that have to do with those of us who are Christians? Salvation, as my illustration hopefully pointed out, means a rescue or having been saved. And from the time we are born, we have a sinful nature and we are alienated from God. We are enemies of God. But God has seen fit to offer a way to come back into relationship with him so that we may no longer be alienated from him. To be no longer enemies, but friends and children. This offer of relationship, this salvation, is a result of Jesus Christ, who was both fully God and fully man, dying on the cross. So if that relationship is salvation, what are we to do with it? Salvation is for all people of all time and of every nation. As a Christian, you have accepted that offer from God, that free offer from God. Now you are to do what Paul suggests in Philippians 2, verse 12 to 13. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So now, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to live to please God alone, and not cater to the whims of other people or things, or even our own selves. But there is another question. Who decides who is saved? This question has been asked for centuries. And there are two extremist views. View 1 says, God's already decided all things and nothing can be done about it. At the other end, the other view is universalism, which says that God will grant salvation to all people regardless of their creed, race, or religion. However, we need to see these two views in the balance of Scripture. Firstly, God does indeed choose individuals to fulfill his purposes, Romans 9, and he chooses those who are or will be saved, John 15, verse 16. These chosen ones are called the elect. However, it is also his will that all people should be saved. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3 to 4 
and that nobody should perish. 2 Peter 3 verse 9. So in reading those two statements, we must accept that both those scriptural statements are equally and absolutely true. When we use words about God with a time element, such as chose or elect, we need to consider God's infinite time framework and his timelessness. And we also need to remember that he is not in our finite time framework. So God offers salvation to all, and yet leaves the responsibility to take up the offer with individual humans. That's what love does. Leaves a choice to reciprocate love. One final question. If Christians are saved, what are they saved to? Christians are saved from everlasting alienation from God, for that's what hell is. And they are saved into an everlasting relationship with God, for that's what heaven is. Moreover, as Christians, we have been given the job of telling this good news to all people of all nations of all time. So let us go on from here to tell somebody this good news of salvation which God offers freely. Let's also go to show the transforming power of God in your life. For as one of the early church fathers, Irenaeus said, to follow Jesus is to participate in salvation.